0: Welcome to MassCast Chat. We've got another awesome, great chat lined up for our fellow fans and agents of the beloved franchise that is Mobile Armor Strike Command. I'm one of four agents on this panel, although one has, is still trying to join us. But first, I'd like to introduce you to my lifelong friend and co-host, Jason. How in the world are you in Penn State Haven?
1: <laughs> yeah, trying to watch the game, and, and but I got my priorities straight here, I think. I'm gonna stay on the line with you guys, try not to leave the room. Better planned. Yes, very, <laughs> very. I'm doing fine, sir, how are you?
0: I am well, and also want to welcome our dear friend Eric Tukey from boulderhill.net. Hello. If you aren't uh, familiar with how we do things, at least on Mass Cast chat, we just chat about everything. And lately it seems to be the latest editions, uh, that is the comics of Mask through the Revolution series. So uh, we are here to talk about issue number two, primarily focused on Mask. I know that the, the Revolution is a culmination universe but we're going to try to gear it specifically towards the mask and give our two to three cents whatever the uh going rate is for it and uh for our opinion and uh yeah so what's going on with you first of all bill i'm sorry eric (laughs) trying to get bill trying to get Bill. bill
2: bill no bill sorry what's been going on with me well i mean the mask comic obviously um well New thing for all of us out there who are enjoying this. So there was that. and I don't know. I'm waiting to see where the series goes, but I'm I'm sure we'll dive into that more. Um, I did pick up a spiffy new shirt, boulderhill.net shirt, if you want to buy one. Also, you can get it through the Redbubble store uh, linked on my site. Sadly, very little of the money goes to me. Most of it goes to Redbubble, (laughs) but um, it's more to see uh see the people are interested it's just fun for me so right. there's that and um i recently announced the winners for my um signed comic giveaway and that was carson who was in the book and then um also another reader chat so i've just recently got in touch with them and they'll be getting their books soon uh can't ship out tomorrow because it's the weekend but yeah that's uh that's what's going on for me
0: Cool. Awesome, let's welcome Bill Ferries from MatchTracker dot com. Are you on the line?
3: Yeah, I finally made it in. That's um, free technology is great, but
4: <laughs> it's, it's free for
3: a reason. So <laughs> I don't know what was going on. It kind Congratulations! Of, embar- yeah, thanks. It's a, it's embarrassing. I'm an IT manager, so <laughs> yeah. It's, uh so what's
0: been going on with you over at uh or otherwise?
3: Um well let's see I installed a sync uh not too long ago got a new puppy. Oh let me go <laughs> to the site first. I'm sorry. Um well as time progressed um I've been chatting back and forth with uh with Tony uh, Vargas, the uh, artist of the you know, the mass comics, and kind of organically, I guess the conversation came about about maybe wanting to do a new header for the site, and came up with a sketch, and he put it together relatively quick in between everything else he's doing. Uh, it was really cool to see. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, it's uh, the new Thunderhawk with. Uh, you know, the the new outfit for Matt Tracker. And I have it hanging out with the, um, you know, the artwork that Alan did uh, a few years ago uh, for the site. So got a nice array of different Matt Trackers going up there. So not, awesome. Very yeah, cool. not too bad.
2: Saw it when you posted up on uh, Facebook originally, I think. Um, very nice. Did he do the coloring for you as well? Did Because it's got some really nice coloring.
3: Yeah, as far as I know, unless um, unless he had an underling do it, but um, (laughs) you know, as far as I know, yeah, it was all him. Yeah, the colors really, really came out great on it.
2: Yeah, it really pops. Um, It looks really great. Yeah, thanks.
3: Uh, That's that's about it for me at the moment. Um, And then there was this comic book that came out um, that I was excited about. So (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah. yeah. I think we're all excited about it. Uh Jason, how about what's going on with you over on your side of the street?
1: Uh well we just uh, recorded one of our uh episodes for our other podcast for Memory Jogger, which is on the uh the Rediscover the Eighties podcast network. And uh that was fun. We talked about Nickelodeon. So uh those of you who listen to this show, uh go check that out and hear us talk about something other than Mask.
2: Oh, you should have invited me.
1: <laughs> Did you guys talk about Stick Stickly? T- talk about what? Stick Stickly.
3: No.
2: <laughs> I know what you're talking about.
3: That one doesn't care okay. the uh, He was, okay. the, uh,
2: he was the, the, the network host for a while. He was a popsicle stick with a fuzzball nose and a couple of googly eyes, those... Yeah, like it was a bad kids' arts and cra- This is a terrible segue. Let's not
1: <laughs> back to mask. So he doesn't—he doesn't do the rabbit trails like we do.
0: Wyatt. No, he, he doesn't. Just
1: stops it right there. He, he like kills the rabbit before it goes down the hole. So anyway, we were, so we did that. That was fun, and then uh, obviously I'm trying to uh, keep stuff fresh and posted over there to our site and our uh, social media. Brandon helps us out, helps everybody out. I think uh tagging all of our sites when he's got something new to say right. or uh, something Tony to Bruce pass along. Has done that. Tony T- has done Tony, three, Tony yeah.
2: and uh and Tommy Lee Edwards has done a few as well. So all all three yeah. of them have been.
1: So that's that's very helpful when we're trying to yeah, when we're trying to communicate that to everybody who follows us. But um yeah, I dove into the uh the comic as well. I've quick correction. I think you said the second comic. Technically, it is the second mm-hmm. comic since we got the yeah. uh the one-shot, but this is the first issue of the of ongoing, the, yeah. Yeah, of the ongoing or separate series. So mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, so I got them all kind of laid out here in case I need to grab them real quick. And I uh, got I picked up Revolution number 5 on the same day. Decided to go with this uh, these covers that uh, some of you have been collecting, Eric, where it's got the characters running. Yeah, and they kind the double, of
2: they, they make a long
1: um,
2: – all five long, of those go together. If yeah. you go to, uh, I mean, they don't quite line up because of cutting on the printing room yeah. floor. But in theory, the art kind of goes all together. Those are fun because every yeah. single one has had um, a masked character. I believe Five has Mayhem on the front, right? Is that right?
1: It's got it's got uh, Vanessa and uh, Matt on the front. Oh, I'm
2: sorry. Number four had number four had mayhem on the front. Then that's
1: why I chose this cover this time instead of the regular cover because it had them and of course Megatron in the background too looks pretty stout. But uh, uh, yeah, I I picked that up the same day. I read that first, finished that off, and then uh, dove into number one.
2: Yeah, I will. I tried to read. I tried to read Mask first um, because I couldn't wait, and I got a couple pages in, and I realized it wasn't going to work too well for me. Um, One of the things I kind of brought up in my review on my website, um, it definitely you you can feel a little lost and confused if you have not read Revolution, and you know I'm of two minds about that. Uh, I like. Involving all that stuff, but on the other hand, I don't like um, that you might feel forced to pick up a series or that you weren't really as interested right. in right um, especially in uh, the end of revolution, mask kind of fades back a lot uh, they They had some real good stuff in two and three with mask, but mask was they are basically just extra GI Joe's. In four and five, um, their technology didn't play any role. I guess they were just yeah. They were just people with what we know with vehicles with guns. There was no mask.
3: That's how I felt and, in Mask One actually, but um, in the one show, in, in the ongoing series, I, I didn't even remember them really even using their masks in general. Um, there was the, a, vi- a little bit. I wanted more. Yeah, I mean that's something I actually was going to bring up. Um, so it's just well, odd. Yeah,
1: I was going to say let's before we before we get into it too far. Um, if you want to, well, I kind of told you guys how I went about reading the last two there, and uh, had a fun little experience uh, at the comic book store picking those up and. and I actually got two that are nearby and one did not order any other issues other than the people who subscribed for it, which kind of made me mad that uh, the other shop had uh, several variant covers with it. Um, none of the incentive ones, but I was glad to.
2: So how many, how many copies did you end up with?
1: I picked up, well, I've got, I've got the subscription variants coming in the mail and i picked yeah. up uh the regular cover and i think one more subscription cover only so i only only got two copies at the store and okay. uh, everything little... but those 10 copy and 25 and 50 copy incentives i have so hmm. anyway um so that was fun uh i know let's let's i guess save eric for the uh for the last since you got to see brandon again but uh bill what was your Experience like how many copies did you pick up? Of which one? <laughs> uh, of, of Mask <laughs> One,
3: okay. So, yeah, actually, Mask
1: One, Revolution Five, that last week.
3: Yeah, I was actually just going through what I have here, and like you, um, Jason, uh, I ordered the variants through the, um, through the web, through that website that you sent me. I just don't remember what it was offhand. If you want to plug them real quick, things uh, from another
2: giving us a discount.
3: Ah, you mm. said it. Uh <laughs> um well, I I picked up two of the number ones, uh, just you know, the with the original cover, uh one to touch and one to not touch, and then uh said all the variants will come in at some point in the near future. Um I do have to say though, the uh IDW uh, the, the revolution series the the uh, variant that has it looks like a it looks like a, a card uh with the back mm-hmm. tracker figure in it i think that one's my favorite cover just because i want that to be real <laughs> even though it already kind of is real with yeah you know, with the other tracker that came out a few years ago but i i can just see those sitting on the shelf so um yeah but as a that was a
1: really cool cover
3: yeah, it's, and I think they did a few other shots like that with um, some of the other
1: um, characters there's as one, well. Uh, then there's one. There's one for uh, yeah. There's one for mayhem for issue five. Okay. Of Revolution, but uh, okay. that's the cover that Wyatt found for me when we were in Nashville. That uh, okay. That Matt Tracker figure. But I was like, guys, yes, that's mine. That's mine. <laughs> <laughs> so,
3: um, but like, I, I've. Find myself going to comic book stores again, which is something I haven't really done in a long time. Just because there haven't been any quality ones around me, except so I've been find I've been going to one. Uh, it's called Brave New Worlds, where it's it, you know, it's got a lot of it's got a lot of everything, but it's really you know, walking in and then seeing Mask on a shelf. It's yeah, you know, it's it's just really nice to see um yeah so i have two of this you know two of the one shot or the ongoing and then i I was going over the revolution ones i have a giant stack of them um so i have a lot of the variant covers i don't have book four yet though i think i have that coming in so so yeah that's um two right now
1: until i get the variants in (laughs) cool yeah cool well we're we uh intentionally uh skipped over Wyatt, because he didn't get a chance to pick it up last week, and we won't hold that against him, but uh, we did manage to get a digital copy in his hand, so he can uh, <laughs> he can participate tonight, so we appreciate you yes. being here, buddy.
0: Well, uh, busy work schedule and life schedule lately. Uh, in fact, I tried to pick it up. I thought the shop stayed open till 10. Uh, I think they changed their hours, or they decided to close early, one of the two, so uh, I did make gotcha. an effort, at least.
1: <laughs> well, good, well, good for you, good for you. I think you'll find yeah, it. Eric. Eric, tell us your uh, story about meeting Brandon again.
2: Yeah, well, Brandon was signing, uh, signing down at the same store he was signing for the one shot. Uh, was that a month ago now, uh, yeah. roughly? And so, yeah. yeah, you know, luckily my work is such that I can I can schedule myself a little free time once in a while like that. So I was able to run down there and see him and hang out with him for a minute. And uh, actually, Brandon was kind enough to sell me his personal copy of a number of the rarer variants. So I was actually able to pick up all eight, yes, eight different covers for this book, uh, including the uh, couple of the ones that were pretty cool. Um, Now, one of them was the sketch version of the one cover which uh, I like it colored a little bit more so whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> but the one that I thought was really great that he had was the Paul Pope one which is the one where it's Brad gunning Condor down the road with taking yeah. and fire um, I mean I've said it before how much a sucker I am for anything Brad Turner he's my favorite character all day long so that one was really cool to grab and then he also had what is probably going to be most people's favorite cover they couldn't get. And that's the one that kind of looks like yeah, the toy right. box art. And um, the comic book store that I went to did not even have copies of those three covers
1: uh, yeah. at all. Mine didn't either.
2: And then they had only two copies of the graffiti style cover. I don't know if you guys have seen that one. Uh, that one was really cool. It's just very different and
1: I don't know I think it's I think it's my least favorite just because it's predominantly uh Julio on that one, right?
2: It's Julio in the background, and then it's got Brad on the left and matt on the right I, I mean yeah Julio's okay. bigger i don't I just thought it was so different that I did enjoy it uh I think my least favorite is the blank sketch cover <laughs> right. The idea, of course, being that you would bring this along to a signing or a convention and hopefully get someone like Tony Vargas or one of the other artists to do a sketch for you. Um, I don't know how practical that is for the comic buying populace at large, so it might be a little ambitious. And then here's that. This is one of the subscription ones you probably have coming, Jason. Um, yes. It's pretty cool. It's got all the agents with their masks off, and it's... Uh, very patriotic, very
0: reminiscent
2: yes. of that. And then this was the other cover with the Matt and Mayhem with their backs to each other. And this one was teased on the internet a lot. Um, yeah, I think we all saw that cover for a while, right? And you know, in person, Matt and Mayhem both look really good. Uh, I'm kind of just disappointed with the background though. It's just a kind of plain Jane. Like yeah. It's just a like a blue floor with, I guess like a stenciling sort of style of the the mask face logo, and that's I don't know that's it. There's just no background, and that was. I I think that could have been such a great cover if there'd been a little more there. And then the regular cover, and this is going to be my favorite, which is and you know this is one we've all seen, which is the Tommy Lee Edwards one, and to me it's yeah. just such a. Such a full cover. He did everything. You know, we've got Matt in Thunderhawk. We have uh, Brad and Condor, we've got Hondo and Hurricane, even though we don't see that. And Dusty and Gator and it uh, looks like Julio and Firefly and Rhino's I don't know. I just I love this cover. Uh, I think it's I think it's the yeah. best cover. I'm really glad he's the regular cover artist. So he'll be doing the covers for a while. The probably be some more variants on the next issue, but the the cast of artists doing the variants might rotate. So um, I guess I kind of just ran down the covers for us, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. So <laughs> yeah, if anyone, if any of you guys hadn't seen them um, for anybody listening, uh, but not watching, I did hold them up so that we could peek at them. So you can go check the YouTube video, I guess. Um, yeah. I will just say that I don't love excessive variant covers. um i think that it's i mean i know that it's a bit of a ploy to get people to buy multiple copies Hmm. and it works on that's why they're doing
0: the revolution series it's so they can get more people to buy everything versus people just buying masks or just buying transformers or so on
2: right well i don't I don't hate it so much when it's the first issue. I get it. You kind of want to make a big spectacle and celebrate the first issue of a comic book series. But, like, does issue six or whatever down the line need, like, eight covers? Eh, I don't know about that. Um, and, Rev, you know, every issue of five issues of Revolution, there were, like, six covers or eight covers. And I couldn't do it. Especially, wow. not, you know, Mask wasn't even in issue one.
1: So. Right. Well, they knew All that. Right, what you gonna, guys? I was going to say that they they knew there's going to be five issues, so they're they can do you know several variants. Uh, I I'm hopeful we'll get eight issues of mask or six issues, but uh I don't know. I, the more the merrier. Why not? It's it's just coming back, and uh you know for us collectors, who have been waiting to get something new for a while. I think it's uh I think it's cool that we have something to to kind of go for uh, you know in the store and then if we can't get it we can blow our uh paycheck on eBay to, <laughs> to get the uh these other incentive covers that are rare but yeah I'm looking at yeah. eBay right now
3: on some of these and the uh the the pope variant there's only two listed ones right now going for 50 and um, and then the other ones mm-hmm. at 99 are best offer. So <laughs>
1: wow, yeah.
2: are they really high? I didn't wow. pay that
3: much.
1: let that's so. the is that the Brad Turner one? Yeah. That's the Brad Turner yeah. one. I, that's the that's the 50 copy It's it. so like one every 50.
2: Yeah, so a store had to order a lot of copies just to get one. Yeah. Um I was very fortunate then. I I didn't realize how fortunate I was. Thank you again, Brandon, for. (laughs) Yes, very fortunate. Did I? I still have the. uh, I
1: well, I saw the um, the cover with that looks like the the toy box, um, and that was going for about twenty. In the store, so that was from an online retailer. Oh, okay. Not the one, not the one that I ordered from, but uh, another one I was checking out. I found it on there, and it was like twenty two bucks. <laughs> but uh, I still haven't got the incentive cover from Revolution, hmm. which has uh, all the agents kind of lined up. Hmm. Uh, but oh, I'm good. You order thing. that? I didn't order it. I haven't ordered it yet. I just haven't got it. Uh, got around to purchasing one yet, but it's still relatively lower than some of the other ones. I think it's around 10 bucks or something on eBay But
4: uh, you well, know, from t- a I random, about,
1: um, I was going to say, tell us about Brandon and how he uh, was received.
2: Well, you know, like, like when I went and saw him the first time I had to get back to work. Uh, so I wasn't really able to stay and hang out too much. So I was there, um, right about i was actually there i got there a couple minutes before he did so he was still getting set up um like last time there was you know there was a good setup for him it was nice he had a table front and center and in the in the 15 or 20 minutes i was there there were definitely a few people who were coming in specifically to get masks number one there was a guy who was like i only came down today to get masks and i was like that's great to hear you know mm-hmm. um, not just that people are getting masks but people who maybe aren't comic book buyers knew that it was there right because I think that uh, you know I know that the three of you guys aren't really bit none of you are huge into comic books you're into mask though, so if you didn't know uh, that this was happening, you wouldn't have encountered it randomly on your on your weekly trip to the comic book store you guys don't do that so i'm I'm glad that there was good word of mouth that the comic book series was going to hit and people were getting down there. Um, Brandon signed a couple of copies while I was there for other people. He signed a couple copies for me. So uh, I don't know what the numbers are going to be on the sales. I know the first book did pretty well. Most of the, um, most of the early reviews on this book were good too. So, I mean, you know, that's, Usually a good sign. Obviously, uh, we've all got our opinions, which I think anybody who's listening to us is probably hoping to hear those opinions. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, it seems but like also, since I they mean, had so many had since they had so many of those incentive covers that they were ex- anticipating more sales than the first book. Maybe you know?
3: I may word for this one. Maybe we shall see.
1: Eight covers. Yeah. So I think you're right. It's probably right on that, Jason. Yeah. Yeah, I want to say there was what four or five I think for the one shot. So um well, I I got all
2: of them, so yeah. So, you know, <laughs> so, uh, you know if, if you're not sure, I'm going to I'm going to look. Um it's put them on there. Um anyway. and I've got the covers for people who want to see them on my website as well. You can click through. Not the whole books though. Sorry, Deadbeats. Go buy, go buy the books. <laughs> it. <Is> that-
0: <laughs> I think it does. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Subtle
3: hints. Let's see. Burn. One, uh, bur- wow. Wow. two. Yeah, I'm trying to, like, count these here, but I can't <laughs> do it. <laughs>
2: there were there were four covers, for, or at least I have four covers for the one shot, and I think I got them all, so.
1: Um, okay. That sounds
2: right. Yeah, so... Uh, they they may have increased although the you know they have to print these things so far ahead um i don't think that the sales probably impacted it i think they maybe just had uh higher expectations and predicted it would do better which is good you know you there's no point in doing something if you're betting on it to fail right 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 so uh i don't what what which covers did you guys like though i mean i gave i gave my rundown
1: uh, 'll we'll throw it over to bill
3: so um overall I do like the the one that tommy did um it's the, well, I do like it a lot. The only thing i don't like about these covers these one like one like this is that it doesn 't represent the inside of the comic um yeah. that's that 's my only gripe about that, but other than that. The sketch cover is my favorite um you know. i think
2: I think he had to do the uh the number one cover way before he had the uh sure the interiors because this cover we got, how long ago did we see this cover
1: guys's yeah, been a while um, it's easily three or four months ago right. that he that he teased us with it on Twitter, yeah, yeah I remember like he posted like three or four pictures of it of different parts of it, and I tried to piece it together. <laughs> Yeah. On the, on the site, but yeah, it's been a while.
3: But I like mm-hmm. the sketch covers are really nice because you have to interpret it. You know, it's just a blank canvas, and you have to use your imagination, right? Um, you know, you see all you see is white, but it could be anything really. Um, oh, don't do that uh, to me. That <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like you said earlier, the sketch covers are what they are. Um, I I kind of like the one with uh, Vanessa on that brick, like face. Uh, you know, the the wall, and I,
4: hmm?
3: I do like one? the one that, yeah. is that, That's I, Vanessa, I isn't don't, that right? Uh,
2: Jason and I were saying, I think that that's um, Julio Lopez, but just weird coloring. I don't know. But I guess it could be Vanessa. Let's
1: look. I, think it, I thought it looked like more like Vanessa. Uh, you know, it could be her because it's, well, the – the logo is kind of covering up the top of the mask. Julio, I mean, it, and, well, there's the, and
2: there's the hand over the whole face. Yeah, New her. Hmm, and she doesn't, and he doesn't have those pipes coming out of the the neck.
3: That's why I thought it was. That's why I thought it was her. Um, is, and then, but I, I like the, huh. I like how they did, especially as for the comic, right?
2: It's her. They did. It's I think you're right it is Vanessa cuz she's got the I'm, shoulder I'm pads flipping through the
1: book. Yeah. Yeah, so that's her. Good yeah, eye. Good eye, eye I there, think I really, So, uh, <laughs> uh
3: the one thing I really do like though about the comic book itself is that the some of the pages have the kind of like the box art that we are used to seeing uh you know the the yellow with the red and the white. Mm-hmm. Um like if you open up the fr- open up the cover then you're seeing something that looks like yeah. You're looking at you know yeah. the old box essentially. Um,
2: Whoever was doing
3: layouts so, had some reference material. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, I you know <laughs> oh. it's I, but I like how I like how that came out. Cool. Um, and so yeah, that's so my I like I like that graffiti one. Um,
2: See, Jason, you're 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 wrong. The, the graffiti cover is good. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. Thank well, you for I, backing I'll me up. agree
1: with you that the this, this sketch cover is my least favorite.
2: But... <laughs> there's nothing there. If you yeah. like that cover, I have a ream of white paper I'd like to sell you. <laughs> right, right.
3: Uh, I will give you $5 for that
1: paper. <laughs>
3: right
1: just there. out of the the rest of them, that was, you know, I'm, it's, it's not bad or anything. I think it's good, <laughs> but just compared to the other ones, that was well, yeah, other on my a, hierarchy. A <laughs> Fair enough. No, I mean the I mean the uh, graffiti one. Oh, uh, okay, okay. So so say so, so, yeah, the, you're parented
3: to nothing. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, which one is your actual favorite then, Jason? Since you don't you don't like the graffiti enough to be your favorite at the least.
1: Well, I the Tommy Lee Edwards one is obviously the classic one of the bunch and. I don't know there's just so many elements to that, and it almost looks like one picture, but then you've got you know all the vehicles intermixed uh towards the bottom there, and I don't know it just looks like Brad is ready to uh give you a thumbs up you know <laughs> with that that uh photo of Condor just kind of coming into view there, but uh, yeah, that was my favorite, and then my one b was the the one that looks like a box and uh, it looks even at the, at the, uh, the lower part of the cover, it looks worn. The whole Uh, edging of the cover has, yeah, has fake. Does the whole edging has that? Yeah. It's very Uh, well done. That's just, uh, that's just great. So, but uh, yeah, I like that one. And uh, the others were, they're all fantastic. Uh, The artists did a great job uh, bringing the characters to life and uh and then the the subtle hints and then obviously the the Tommy Lee Edwards one was a total throwback but um like bill i you know even on the back cover it has that red and red border on the top and bottom and then the yellow in the middle and throughout the uh, the special section there too so that was really great that was really great the way they did that so kudos to i guess Tommy probably that uh had input into that to, to give it that look. But,
2: mm-hmm. They did a nice job on that. Wyatt. Wyatt, do you
0: have an opinion on the covers? Well, uh, briefly, just looking over what Eric displayed, I, I'll be honest, I'm actually really jaded. I like the uh, Brandon Easton's where we see Thunderhawk with the close up, basically the interior shot of Matt Tracker. Yeah. Uh, just that whole, I like the team theme it may be the generic one that they're gonna that's gonna be sold the most mm-hmm. uh but i like seeing the entire team the the sketch uh i'll call this between the sketch and the graffiti is probably the least favorite of mine um yeah. as unique as that graffiti look what <laughs> it was it's still sorry it just looks it, i'm sorry it just looked like someone was trying to do a you know Krylon Touch type of paint job there, Um, (laughs) but uh,
1: you guys know nothing. (laughs) We don't. I'm sorry. We're not.
0: Yeah, but uh, yeah,
1: it's unique. It's very cool, though.
0: I'll give it that. It is unique. Uh, You know, unique is a
3: nice word for. I hate that.
0: No, (laughs) I don't quite hate it. Although I'm, I'm more, I'm more along the lines of hating like the blank cover that one i understand its philosophy and why it was made but i'm like are you kidding me uh,
2: yeah i think we're all a little whatever on, on the white one. cover I, I i think it's pretty unrealistic that we're all gonna buy have a chance to buy that cover and then also bump into an artist who's gonna you, draw a mask you know you we know, can you know, do. like well
0: I, eric you're the one that's closest to that so you keep Brent bumping right into Brandon Easton, you know, just. But he doesn't draw. Well, was he going to write the yeah, script a script on He might. <laughs>
3: <laughs> why don't we? Um, why do we do like a secret Santa?
0: Figure of
1: Matt Tracker.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> no, we'll we each we we'll each get we we'll each get one right, and then we'll we'll draw on it ourselves. And there you we'll go. Do, we'll do a secret Santa, <laughs> something like that. Um, yeah, you know, obviously whoever gets mine, it might. It might be good. I don't know. My Hand drawing isn't as good as I, you know, my computer drawing. So, uh, <laughs> as you said, Jason, a stick figure that might be, yeah, might be what we get.
1: So, I don't well, know. I would probably try to draw uh, T Bob because he's already white, and then I could just, you know, make an <laughs> just do a couple.
3: I think I've seen a shirt like that. <laughs> yeah. Hey. That's on my <laughs> website. I know. I
4: know.
3: I was subtly totally doing that so you could you know, get that going there.
0: This is this is the night of pot shots, I'll tell you. I know. You know,
2: I didn't even want to make that shirt, and I did it for a friend who told me that I had to do it. So. I
3: actually like it to be honest, but that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> yes. so.
2: uh, rabbit so. hole. Rabbit trails there.
1: All let right. right. Let's, let's get back on track. Okay, so uh,
2: I said, yeah, you you know, you have to, you kind of have to have Red Revolution to totally get what was going on in Mask. Did you guys feel that
3: way as well? Yeah, yeah, you kind of had to. They they did that in the beginning of the of the book, but it doesn't give a ton of backstory. So if you're just picking it up from Mask One. And you're reading it, you go, um, uh, okay. There's jackhammer. There's mayhem. You know, like there's there's not a lot to get through uh, with this. So you kind of do have to pick up, in my opinion. You do have to at least read the ones that are heavier with mask. Uh, maybe not oh, all yeah. of them, but that's that's kind of what I think.
1: Yeah, and you're I wondering biggest... why is uh, why is jackhammer in the middle of thunderhawk and condor you know why why is that on that team and then also why are the
2: government after them
1: why why are
2: you know they say that this is the fbi and cia or whatever like wait why would the fbi and cia be after mask they were you know in the in the cartoon if you've just joined us in mass 2016 they were friends they Dwayne Kennedy and they right. they got along fine and they, now we're like
1: um eh? yeah well I was kind of irritated too that they included Dr. Mindbender in the character list I yeah. mean he's, he's in the <laughs> that little previously you know where they, he, they was in one wrap shot. It up. he was in one yeah one shot in the in the very first panel and uh yeah he, he's not in the book at all, so why add him to the character list? I, I don't know. But, and then they leave out some of the
2: he, other agents. Julio. So there's no, <laughs> there's no Julio and there's no Sly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. At least they
1: got their names right. And the, <laughs> yeah, the pictures match the people, right? Right, yeah, yeah. that's the way they, they screwed it up in Revolution a couple times, but at least they got that yeah, right twice. in this book. So, but, um,
2: one th- well, one I, thing I want to say. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. So in Revolution, um, Mayhem's switchblade was kind of weird looking to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked like the Dyson fan glued onto the back of a Tron motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> I was always like, "What does this look?" And it like it changed from a jet that didn't look like it would work into another jet that didn't look like it would work very well. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah but in mask number one here switchblade looks pretty close to the more classic uh, fighter jet that we that we know mm-hmm. and i really appreciated Agreed. that uh i thought it looked great too It it featured more in the second half of the issue but and there were a couple of really really cool shots of it you know it was a little more sleek yeah. modernized but it definitely was like identifiable as switchblade not what's that weird brookstone object that they bought and
1: threw up in the air i actually kind of <laughs> expected that since it was basically different artists yeah revolution it wasn't tony vargas that was doing that so i i figured that the vehicles would look more streamlined i guess you would say than they were in uh in revolution but, um what'd you think about the art I in general? Part, well I I enjoyed the art. Um it what re, what really killed me in Revolution Number 5 was there's just so much going on and your eyes almost didn't know where to focus at least for me. And you're trying to figure <laughs> out the action within yeah. these huge scale uh, scenes that they're trying to paint. Plus they're adding in all of those little introduction, uh, you know, name and what's going on with this, this character. And they did that throughout the whole series, which I thought was kind of weird. I, I can see when you're introducing a character, but still it, it, um, you know, revolution five, they're, they're writing a little name block for snake eyes. You know who snake eyes. Is. So it was kind of weird like that, but it, it, it added so much more to those panels that, oh, I just didn't know where to focus. What I really appreciated with the art in Mask 1, you got some awesome close-ups. Right. Yes, really, yes, yes, some, and yes. Some focal points. Um, you know, it, well, even that first shot where we get introduced to Matt Tracker was really cool. The flashback him, kind then, of
2: page on the first page where right, you right. there.
1: But then, boom! You know, like the next page when they're leaving Boulder Hill, you got that. Oh right! That fun close-up of him inside of his mask, almost.
2: I, I don't think that's Boulder Hill, right? That's the GI Joe military warehouse because they don't have a Boulder Hill.
1: Yeah, right. Isn't that well, kind of the. Maybe well, it is. They didn't call. I don't think they called it Boulder Hill, but a page over, it, they're leaving the complex, oh, and it is right. Boulder Hill. It, it looks exactly
2: so, like it. Huh? You're right.
1: But the next one, you know, when Brad activates his mask to do the hologram, it's got that awesome green hue uh, that's kind of you're seeing like right through that uh, whatever beam that's coming out of his mask. And that right. one real close up with Mayhem and his mask is, I guess, charging on a table. Uh, that was really cool. We'd uh, They had teased that one early on as well. But there's, there's of so course, he's got the great
2: line. Matt Tracker is an idiot.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. we got so many yeah. great shots of the masks. Yes. There was. There was. Of every agent, I think, had not necessarily a close-up, but you got um, closer shots of them and in several different scenes. It wasn't just one scene, but uh, – It was The art was fantastic. Had no problems with the art. Uh, Tony did an awesome job. I talked about
2: it in Mm -hmm. my review a little bit, but I I thought he was much more confident in showing things. Um, And maybe that was intentional to the storytelling because they didn't want to kind of show everything in the one shot. But I just felt like all that stuff that I wanted in the one shot to see more closely, we finally really got all of those in here.
1: Yeah. However, (laughs) that didn't translate into necessarily more details of what each mask, each vehicle is capable of in this new kind of universe. Which is, well, I'll go into a little bit later when we talk about the story. But um, Mm -hmm. as far as art goes, Bill and uh, Wyatt, what did y'all think of
0: the art on the side?
3: I'll go Wyatt go first, and then I'll I'll follow up him.
0: (laughs) You'll be in a lot more detail, I'm sure. Uh, But the art was actually very, very awesome. I liked the – at least it told you, it gave you a glimpse at the beginning that you had to get the storyline from the other Revolution series to kind of grasp what was going on. But the artwork throughout – I was actually thrilled. Uh, Like I'm not, a, as as we've said time and before, I'm not the most avid comic book reader, but uh, I'm very impressed to how, how much detail is there. I really am. I'm I'm just surprised uh, throughout the colors are awesome. The shading is awesome. Um, Just, Phenomenal. That's probably the best way I, I can describe it. It's a, a very phenomenal piece of work.
3: So, I mean, detail-wise, I mean, there's not really much else I can say that you guys wouldn't already say. But there, there's there's one page in particular, and there's very few words on it. It's the um, panels where it looks like we're looking at Matt's father, and all you see are Matt's eyes like his facial expression and you see it go from yeah. panel to panel and that's just the kind of, like you know you don't have to have any words you just kind of read that and that, that that's just the, the quality the kind of quality you're looking at in the book where you know without explanation the art stands by itself Um right so I, I do I do like that a lot yeah yeah, I agree with you. The the art
2: really does stand up. One thing that's kind of cool about that page you mentioned is that we actually see um the the venom, you know, the venom disposable troops in right. the, in yeah, the yeah, video yeah. that Matt's watching, yeah. you know, the ones that like resemble magma mole and just yeah, the minions, the guys who don't have speaking, they have no dialogue and they're the only ones who ever get arrested. Yeah, and then the other thing that's really cool is that in the very bottom panel, mm-hmm. we see an older version kind of of Mayhem's mask, and it looks yep. exactly like Mayhem from the old cartoon and the toys. So it was like, oh, right. another great
3: like acknowledgement of the source material. Well, if you if you go up, when if you look up too, like in those other panels, you can see you can see the older masks. You can see. Yeah. Yeah. See, it looks like Vanessa's uh mask there and it looks like
4: mm-hmm. the
3: old Spectrum mask. Like so there's little they they kind of like have those little nuances. Um Yeah, those nods. They, and, yeah, like in Re- I forget which book it was. It Might have been Revolution 2 where you know, they had that that line about the the older the older vehicles. Um mm-hmm. be, you know in there. So it's cool to see. Um and as you said, the the little minions are there. So maybe if we get a maybe if we get a do, new toy line this time, we'll actually get a, a minion action figure. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that'd, that'd be, be funny. funny.
3: Yeah, we'll
1: see. One other thing too that I I really appreciated about the book, and again, I'm I've been into comics for only a few years, but it's the layout is not traditional by any means. And each page, you almost have a a different layout of the pictures that one scene where they're uh, breaking out of Boulder Hill, you know, Thunderhawk is actually coming out of that frame into the frames below it. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Stuff like that. I appreciate because you're not looking at the same thing from page to page and they've been really creative with how they they show the action and then how the layout is on the page.
2: You know, you said that, you said that revolution was so busy and so action packed and chaotic you couldn't really follow it very well mm-hmm. and uh, I know I agreed with you, and I think uh the other guys were kind of on the same page while mass number one is really like dense the story there's a lot that happens in the story, and there's a lot of action going on. it flows I don't have. I don't find myself having to like reread panels and dialogue two and three times the way right. I do when I read revolution. I'm like, wait, who's saying this? Who? Okay. Okay. Got to mm-hmm. look back. Okay. That's a micronauts per I don't know. Okay. So it's from space. Rom, <laughs> guy. You know, I'm like, yeah. Oh man, Rom, Good guy or bad guy. Good guy or bad guy. Shoot. I don't remember. Uh, good guy. Let's pretend moving. You know,
3: yeah, this was,
2: this was really easy to follow visually. I think that's yeah. uh, can be an understated strength.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, um, but I guess that kind of talks about the story as well. Yeah. What do you guys think of the story? Bill, go first this time. Sending it to you.
3: Oh, thanks, thanks. Um, <laughs> well, so far, I am. I'm impressed with it. The the you know the they're they're beginning essentially, you know, like the, well, the mask team is beginning uh, its own, its own run. You know, we had revolution where they were fighting transformers essentially. And, um, you know, we're, we're coming into our own here and we're looking at, um, you know, it's, you know, Batman begins, except it's mask begins, you know, it's, and, I, I the one thing I the one thing I do wish there was a little bit more of um was maybe maybe a little bit more of using the masks, but maybe maybe that'll happen a little later in um you know in some of the series, maybe we'll get a little bit more into that. The the one let's see, I'm trying to remember
2: we see Brad do holograms and then yeah. Sly shoots.
3: I think he Brad shoots Julio at the end of right? the book. Brad, yeah, knows, yeah. that's
2: what it was. Yeah, um, yeah. But, I, I, but I think you're right. That's the only. There's not a lot of mask usage.
3: Yeah, I mean, I mean, other than that, it, it's it's like as you were saying, it's a really it, it flows, and I I like I also like the fact that you don't have to like you know, have like a, a PhD in nuclear physics in order to, to go through this. It's, it's just like a really sort of, it's a fun story essentially. And yeah. the one thing I I'm trying to remember just one spot here. Uh, okay. So, I, Oh, it's not really part of the story per se, but the one thing I liked it, like that one shot at the end with, uh, with venom all, kind of, kind of mm-hmm. standing there over top of Matt, the mask team, um, getting ready to take them down, I guess. So I, I'm, I'm curious to see how they talk about venom a little bit more in the next issue. Um, Cause I, in December it says next issue venom. So, uh, so that will be interesting to see, I think. Um, but other yeah. than that, uh, you know, I don't have a lot of context to add with this. It's just, I don't want to give too much away with the story either, um, but at some point, uh, well, I think people, that anybody yeah.
2: who's listening to this should be aware that we're probably going to be revealing details, and if they're really worried, they should get their hands on a copy. All right. Well, then I'll <laughs> I'll
3: I'll give the big spoiler then. Um, T. Bob is in this, and you know he is <laughs> predominant character. Um, no, kidding, (laughs) kidding. Um, it's I don't know. It's I'm 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 looking at it right now, and I'm I have this like this weird grin on my face. It's kind of like how how it was when like when we met Doug. Yeah. Um. By we I
0: mean.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like it, it. I don't know. It's just like that that feeling of being a kid again. That's that's what the story does for me. Cool. That's a good sentiment
1: there. I just had a cool idea of how to bring T-Bob into the story. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to just help
2: you because I can tell you that Brandon Easton assured me in person while I was there. He's like, I will not write T-Bob in. That robot will not be in there. He is not going to be in there. <laughs> so until they change, unless they change writers or they threaten to fire him or something, we're not getting
3: T-Bob. We're not getting Scott.
0: I feel jaded. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you and one other we person. We have
3: to do our own one shot of uh, T-Bob, the comic. Oh my! Can
2: you imagine? <laughs> It'd be like Archie, but Scott and T-Bob. Uh, <laughs>
1: No Scott, no I, I got uh that for you like this. Have you ever seen <laughs> the uh the original the uh pole position cartoon in the cars that were in there? Yep. Yes. That were that like talked that's that's T Bob, man. You put him inside the car. He's like the new kit. Roadie.
0: There's no replacing kit. That's an insult. Even if I like T Bob. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well just the voice. I'm not trying to anyway, <laughs> that was my thought. We'll, we'll we'll stop it there. <laughs> I'll write a I'll write a fan fiction story about how uh, oh, Scott turns T-Bob into uh, <laughs> from a scooter into
0: a car. Oh, Eric's Scott gonna have nightmares. Uh,
2: and uh, by the way, you just made Turbo Team. Now you just made Scott and T-Bob into Turbo Team. Can I hey, can I do Mom. a variant cover?
1: I like Turbo Team. Please.
2: Only if it's yeah. the blank variant cover, Bill. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my uh, story! We were talking about the story. That's right. Is story. That what we're talking story. About? I don't yeah. remember. Yeah. I thought the is the it beginning... my turn? Sure, anybody's <laughs> turn. Anything that gets us <laughs> back on
1: track. Gonna... Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're being serious. Don't do um, it. <laughs> I was. Well, I, I need to back up to Revolution number five first because. I was kind of surprised that Mask and essentially Matt Tracker was uh, prominent uh, in the ending of the of Revolution, and mm-hmm. I mean one of the major ways that they took down the the monster, uh, what's his face from Micronauts. Uh, um, uh, they used a, a, a some kind of special blast from Spectrum to take him Lord, down, Lord Car- Carva. Uh, Baron, Baron cars. Car- yeah. I was close. Um, anyway, it was close anyway. Um, and then, you know, to end the event, um, you have basically Matt and Scarlet leading right into this series. So for a franchise that they just brought back for revolution and having the transformers and, and Joe's well, except for, you know, Scarlet's Joe, but Transformers kind of fading at the end, and Rom and Micronauts—you know—the series that they've already started months ago, um, right. their own series, and of course, Transformers been going on forever. It was just surprising to me to see Matt Tracker there at the end. Um, the and then, you know, the spoiler for Revolution Five—they um, saw they uh, cut. Thunderhawk pretty much in half from nose to bumper. And what I wanted them to do was uh, to regroup, essentially, before going after Mayhem. But instead of that, they kind of hit the ground running, which is great because, you know, that's good for action. You don't slow down the story. But for those of us, well, for someone like me who... I, I remember what's going on in the 1985 world and I'm still learning these new vehicles and characters and masks and their powers. I'm still trying to get a grasp on what everybody is capable of. Um, I don't know. I thought it would have been a great time to get the team regroup, maybe even add a couple agents mm-hmm. and then go after mayhem. But, um, that was just my kind of perspective coming into the book, and uh I, but it it was good the way they started out. I mean, it was like I said, it was action from the beginning, and then they, with the traveling to Barbados and uh some of the other things there, they were doing it slowed down a little bit more, and then, boom, you got a action scene, you got you know switchblade flying in, you got other things going on. Uh, later on in the book, so they didn't you know essentially stall it out at the beginning but I don't know that was kind of my perspective after reading it the first time, but I thought the story overall was was pretty good, you know, even though like we mentioned, it was somewhat handcuffed into revolution and um, I don't know it was uh I was pretty well pleased with it, and like bill you know they there was a pretty good cliffhanger at the end because you've got. Brad impaled with the new stiletto darts or whatever they are. And They're you've Spears. got, uh, Julio <laughs> was hurt. Yeah. Spears. Right. Julio had, was hurt just uh, a couple scenes earlier and you have all, all of the venom agents firing their masks at the same time as the last panel. I was like, wow. So either, you know, we're going to get uh, uh Gloria's aura mask, you know, for the first time in the next issue to you know protect them uh but there's going to be have to be some kind of major surprise or or something at the beginning of the next issue to to kind of get them out of there and then uh like bill said it it hints that they were going to get a lot more details on venom in the next book so i thought that was a really good way to end it and get you ready to (laughs) buy that next copy uh even though we were going to anyway, but um, the only other kind of bad thing, but again, I, it's still hard for me to draw the line between now and 1985, but we're essentially abandoning Boulder Hill right off the bat. Yep, And, you know, the government uh, has the ability to track them by their masks, so that kind of almost removes the Illusion is the ultimate weapon premise where it seems they can't hide necessarily in plain sight from Venom or any of their oppressors, you know. So, uh, and this, again, we're in one issue, so maybe more of that is incorporated as we go along, but I was just like, man, you know, Boulder Hill was the headquarters. They really they haven't well they haven't had time really to establish a headquarters yet even though they it, apparently there's several bases where Matt's father had set up operations that they can get to but um i don't know i just thought boulder hill was such a big part of the old series and it's they're just going from you know, from base to base to base i guess now until they can you know a, a officially assemble the team and all that but that was just my kind of perspective um overall i thought the story was pretty pretty well done so mr why the floor is yours
0: well i think jason said just about everything uh, but as far as the story i was actually intrigued with it i, I as many of you know I, I enjoy a good startup how things are established and so forth i, I as much as it pained me to see Boulder Hill basically killed off at the beginning, I liked how they, the dynamic of how they had Matt's dad setting up different locations. So who knows the Boulder Hill that we know is that's there. There's another one sitting next door and that might be truly, you know, the true Boulder Hill that we know it is for all we know. Uh, The, I guess the backstory with learning a little bit about uh, Brad uh, basically caught cashing in favors to get their yacht to haul yeah. the gear. That was actually kind of comical. I liked that. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. He calls him like, are you, what are you a drug dealer or something at one point?
2: Yeah. Right. He said, why do you, why do you know drug dealers and why do they owe you favors? <laughs> right. <laughs> that was pretty good.
0: Uh, Vanessa, I'm sorry, uh, Gloria. Is a little. I guess I was taken aback at how they played her character, uh, as far as being being of Middle Eastern descent. Uh, I'm not bashing it by any means. It was just a different take. Uh, I wasn't prepared. I didn't know that they were going to go Indian. this way with with her. Yeah,
2: she's Indian, right? Yeah, Indian,
0: right? right.
1: By so way of just, so yeah. <laughs> Strange. Yeah, I, I did. Did she always have that? What is that? That is it a tattoo that's like on her? Yeah, cheek? that's new. That she didn't
2: know because in the, in the show she was kind of just a homely white girl, um, but she was the only <laughs> was girl. That in so the,
1: the first comic.
2: Oh, in I couldn't remember uh, if
1: that was in the. Yeah. Huh. That's a, a good question. A uh I don't know. I it just I. And there's, I mean, there wasn't anything wrong with that. Um, yeah, I guess it, it is kind of there in the in the first comic, not as predominant. The tattoo, but um, yeah, but um, yeah, she was. Uh, they made her pretty smoking in this one, didn't they? Yeah, they did. <laughs> and they used, I mean, they they really confront her
2: as a woman, which they kind of danced around right in the show. They never really, I don't know it was always weird. Like, is yeah. she dating Matt or is she not dating Matt? Does Matt know she's a woman? Does Matt like women? <laughs> uh, right. I mean, right. it was always yeah. very ambiguous.
1: Right. And, Oh, Hey, they're on vacation this week oh. together. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> In Vegas. You're right. So, yeah.
2: I, uh, I thought that there was a lot of, well, first of all, the general story I thought was really good. I felt like it was an adult version of a mask episode
4: Mm
2: -hmm. uh to a, a large extent but the things that i really enjoyed were we brandon has given us an explanation for the technology and we never had that in mask or we never had a good one it was always kind of a mess like did his brother make it? Wait, there's a magic stone from Africa uh in you know, other words, like all these weird things going on. okay, no, this is military adapted technology using transformer relics and energy sources from space okay, cool, like I know where that's coming from. Um, I thought the character interactions were really strong though that was something that I really liked. I thought there was some awkwardness throughout. And Jason, you kind of touched on this. It was um, just just how handcuffed in uh, the leftover, sort of the wreckage of revolution, right? Yeah. That Brandon yeah. had to sort of dance the story where he wanted it in, t- in the beginning to get it to where he wanted Mass to be. Um, and I expect that, now that he's gotten an issue done and the big revolution is done, he'll be able to control that story and it'll be tighter and more where he wants it to be. Cause I think his writing is really good. I really think he's a solid writer. I like the, just all the characterization he really brings to the, you know, I really like I Julio Lopez was not a character we knew very well in the show and already just in this one issue, like, I feel like I really know the character. Like he's, you know, he's a warrior and he's uptight and he's a technology guy, you know, all of these things. And in the shift in Brad, Brad's a little more cavalier and he's, I don't know, Gloria, uh, all of the characters. I feel like he's really establishing great persona within the mat the mask agents. And I think part of that is the strength of choosing to only have four agents, at least at this point. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and like Bill said, next issue Venom. So hopefully next issue is going to be more of the other side of that. Right. And we'll get to see what mayhem and Sly and Vanessa and, uh, Bruno have been doing. And, and then also the story's adult. It's really not for kids. No. Um, I don't want to say that there's, it's not like R but it's definitely a good PG-13. You know, they uh, like you said Jason uh Gloria's Gloria's hot. <laughs> they, they didn't they didn't draw her in a frumpy onesie or something. You know, she's wearing a, a, an outfit to go out to the club and she's kind of chatting up guys to, to get intel and right. Brad gets speared and he's bleeding out on the ground. This is not this isn't this is not Mask 30 years ago. This is definitely a yeah. grown-up mask. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I do hope they get a base, but with the current story situation with Mask kind of on the run, it makes it difficult right now. So maybe that's something that happens later
1: down the line. Yeah, yeah. And I, again, I'm I wasn't poo-pooing the way they uh, they kind of put them on the run to start and immediately went after Venom. You know, to kind of keep that level of of action going, but um, that's just a thought that I had about uh, the transition between revolution and this series. And I I think at some point he's going to have to uh, well, depending on how many, you know, issues are built into this. um, If it is truly an ongoing series, um, they're going to have to uh, essentially uh, circle the wagons and, and, get ready to get better uh, prepared to go after Venom instead of just winging it, which it seems like they're doing now. Right. Absolutely. One other thing that um, I noticed, not necessarily in the, the Mask Revolution, number one, but in the regular Revolution series, uh, just Matt's dialogue and the way he came off, it seemed like he... He wouldn't swat a fly. You know, he was very emotional or, uh, gentle. Um, yeah. I mean. And you know, he, and uh, again, this is, uh, this is a different Matt tracker. Um, and you know, he had that kind of, uh, confrontation with mayhem about are transformers actually just mechanical robots or do they have intelligence and can they feel things you know that kind of a thing they kind of uh, it just seemed like every time matt was talking throughout revolution he was whining about something or he was worried about something <laughs> or he was he was like uh i don't know he was like their mother almost you know but and yeah. uh in number 5 he kind of turned a corner where um he finally sees what um what mayhem's plan was and how they were kind of hoodwinked and he was ready to take out the threat you know no matter if transformers were in their way or not so there was like a shift almost mm-hmm. and throughout that book and then this number 1 matt's got a better personality um than what i thought where they were going with it you know to begin with um, kind of in the middle Right, right, right. He's more, more, I guess, more level-headed or more um, focused and not sensitive. You know. Um, yeah, he, and, was, and he was very scared for a military character
2: in the Revolution series. Yeah. Whereas um, he seems much more decisive in Mask Number One. Yeah. Which he's the and, leader, right? I mean. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, and on your point too, as far as where they're at now and how they're on the run and stuff, they—he's really their their tech guy. They don't have a Bruce Sato. They don't have anybody else that's their their tech. He's supposed to be the engineer on the team. Julio's the medic, and uh, Brad is kind of the the soldier or uh, covert uh, operations guy. Yeah and yeah and gloria is the geek gloria is the computer whiz so they don't yeah. have that mechanical person yet it, it, well he is so you know it's not as easy to uh develop or you know uh build anything over the course of you know the, between the way they um connected the two the the revolution and into this book so anyway yeah. those are some other observations i had
2: bill you mentioned also the page that page you brought up with you know you were talking about it from the art perspective but i think that the page is really important where matt's watching the video and you know the video there's no dialogue really there it's just matt's kind of facial reactions to it but the video to me gave a strong suggestion that it mayhem is in fact Responsible for the death of Matt's father, the way that the way that it was looked to me. I, you know, maybe that's not how it's going to end up being, but in the event that that's true, that also really answers one of the big questions that the show never really had: was why is Matt, why are why are Mask and Venom so enamored with each other? Yeah, because because they were. Why was no one else ever fighting Matt Venom? You know why did Miles Mayhem have such a such a driving, persisting fascination with masks? Doing as well, but you know, hey, oh, turns out you thwarted my plan and you killed my dad. Yeah, right.
4: Yeah,
2: that's a that's that's such a better real human thing to follow. I guess I don't know what the best word for that is, but I motivator. yeah, Yeah, the motivation there really is very believable. And I love that. I really, I like seeing the the humanity, even if it's bad humanity,
1: but just the realness in there.
3: Mm-hmm. Cool.
1: Well, let's um, everybody chime in on the story, I guess. I think so. Let's talk a little bit about the, um the special section at the back of the book for a minute. Um, Bill, you want to take that and what your thoughts were? of what uh, Tommy Lee Edwards did uh, at the back of the book. Yeah.
3: Um, well, one, I didn't know Doug was going to be doing an interview, so it was cool to see. Um, and, you know, we, we get into here, you kind of get Tommy's a um, little bit of like a backstory on some of his thoughts about masks. So it – I like – no, it, it it's I, I think it's necessary um, to not only show like his side, but you also see the fan showcase. Um, so you see you, you see that you know thirty years later Mask still has the following that it deserves. Um mm-hmm. So that's why I I did like that. Um, And it's cool that uh, Carson, is that how it's pronounced? I I believe, Um, you know, it's cool that he. Yeah. I mean, it's cool to see him sitting there in the, you know, in the the comic there. Um, Yeah. Plus, he does a lot of really cool stuff. So,
1: yeah, good. Good on him. I mean, you know, there's not much be featured yeah um well deserved yeah
3: and let's see so the the interview um with doug um mm-hmm. kind of things that have been touched on before, but you know there's always so many questions that can be asked, i think
4: mm-hmm. and
3: uh let's see yeah but i mean uh, tommy's tommy's last uh, little sentence here from 1985 to 2016 and beyond i hope you enjoy this trip as much as i do i like that you know that that yeah. that was you know like a nice little i guess uh I'm trying to think of a word synopsis of the entire mask journey so that's uh kind of what i was thinking there Eric, let's go to. I was gonna say, let's go to Eric. Man, uh, you guys are reading each other's minds. Well, obviously, whose um,
1: <laughs> show is this? I don't
2: know. I don't. I don't know. I thought it was Wyatt's show because you told me. You I were, thought it was T-Bob. Uh, yeah. No,
0: no T-Bob. <laughs> Except
2: he did make it <laughs> in the statue, right? Because we've got that shot of Carson with his uh, life-size T-Bob statue that he made.
0: That is true. Ah, so right? oh, he is funny. in
1: there.
2: Yes. There you go. Right. Um, Obviously, it was uh, it was cool that I got a little mention in there. Um, you know, I didn't do a whole lot. I I basically passed email addresses between uh, Doug and Tommy, and that's that's as far as I, I don't want to take any credit that wasn't there. So I really uh, I like to that my name's in there. Um, you know, the interview to me it was kind of interesting because so much of it felt like. Um, it, you know, it echoed a lot of the stuff that you guys asked, Jason and Wyatt, when you did your interview. And, I mean, I think it's good that Doug's given the same answers. It means he's not just <laughs> yeah. making stuff up, right? So good good on you, Doug, for actually doing that. <laughs> um, I, I think the biggest thing is just the continued respect – that all of the creative team has had for the origins of mask. And I don't think you see that really in a lot of these um, modern reimaginings of products and uh, franchises. Mm -hmm. Uh, It just really feels like mask has really been given the most, the most care and attention that everyone working on it could deliver and to really understand how important the the world is to the fans. And while they're trying to make a new modern one, they want mm-hmm. it to be something that people who did grow up with the original would still you know, kind of fall in love with it all over again. And just really, you know, a true acknowledgement of the fan community, I don't think it really, I don't think you can acknowledge Mm-hmm. the the old fans any more clearly than that than to say hey look we love all the stuff that mask people do so um you know that tommy lee edwards has a little mention that he's going to be doing this for the next few issues at um I, I don't yeah maybe all so it's a five-part interview it says um so i'm yeah. guessing that the next four issues will have more community stuff i'm really hoping that we'll see more stuff for Agents of Mask and for MattTracker.com. dot com. Maybe, uh, maybe Tony's new banner for you, Bill, might get <laughs> squeezed in there. You might want to send that along. IDW might be—I'm not sure how happy IDW would be that he's giving away free mask art at this
3: point, but <laughs> whatever. They, You've got they, the, uh, i think they gave um, I think they gave it a, a like on Twitter, if I remember correctly. So did they? I think, <laughs> I think so.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, that's a good nice. that's a good endorsement, but. Um, yeah I'm I'm hoping to see more of the community. There's um it, you know we've always acknowledged that the mass community is a little bit smaller but I think it's uh I think it's often richer for that because we've all gotten to know each other so much better. Uh some right. of the I can't imagine them taking yeah fan interviews for Transformers was it like the third of the world shows up and <laughs> <laughs> Dressed up like Optimus Prime, I don't know, yeah. or GI yeah. Joe. So, uh, yeah, to me, that was what was so cool it was just just the acknowledgement of the source material and the fans and the importance it does have for some people. Sorry, yeah, I, I there.
0: No, I actually no. really like uh, all the acknowledgments, uh, displaying the fan work, like 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 you say with. Uh, Carsten and uh, Andreas Placet there. Uh, the interview with Doug, uh, I, I kind of felt like it was a carbon copy of what we've been talking about with him for uh, even the panel, the Q&A panel at RetroCon was almost a carbon copy of our interview that Jason and I had done with him. Uh, but at the same time, how many different ways can you ask the same question like we've already stated? How many times can you uh, yeah. Ask was it challenging or how how did you like voicing so many characters or whatever? You know, the same questions really. Uh, did you have fun? That kind of thing. But it's I really really enjoy it. I like the brief. I'll call it the brief um, look back with the screenshots from the cartoon. You see, you know, our kind of. I think it's one of Jason and I's favorite scene where we see Thunder Rock going to its demise. Uh, yeah. Crashing and losing its its gull-wing doors there, or the call up with Condor and brad there that it 's just awesome to see that reach back almost like a handshake you know where where it birthed from with the color scheme from the original uh, box art type style uh, this mm-hmm. it' was really incredible um, and that 's probably why we don 't get as much story <laughs> because because there 's so much Tribute—it's that's probably the right word—it's—it's given us a good tribute, but mm-hmm. in that, it was great. Overall, the the entire comic was great from cover to cover. Jason, your last word.
1: Uh, I, I really appreciated it. Um, I mean, you could just tell from his introduction there that uh, he was really into it. Uh, I'm not sure if those pictures were some of his own collection, but I wouldn't be surprised because I think he did show uh, at least a condor.
4: He's posted at, a some couple point shots on, Twitter. on Instagram, right?
1: As, I don't know if I follow him on Instagram, mm. but um, that's cool that, um well, first of all, that they let him do this section. Mm-hmm. You know, he's really added a personal touch to it. and. <clears throat> You know, Bill interviewed Doug on his side, and we've interviewed Doug, and we've sat on a panel with him. So we kind of know the gist of the story, but it was still fun to read. And I don't know if I had realized that, you know, what he mentioned about um, doing just 13 episodes and then getting more, um, I hadn't remembered that. Uh, That was kind of his take going into the show. But, um, that was just something that stuck out to me, uh, through those. And yeah, I thought it was interesting. The pictures that he chose to pull the screenshots to pull from the the show and that one where Thunderhawk is flipping and losing a door and that from Rotex
2: when he crashes out.
1: Yeah, that's Rotex. Um, I could probably tell you the other two as well. Um, but I, I I don't know. I just thought that was an interesting shot, and it's uh, it's almost like you know somebody who hadn't seen the show. They're like, oh, what is this about? It's losing doors and stuff. Uh, <laughs> don't remember that in the show, you know. Um, I just think he's the, a bad driver. I don't too. know.
0: <laughs> could be. Or T was at the wheel. Just said.
1: yeah, something like that. No um, more T Bob. <laughs> But I I thought it was great that um, that Carston got in this first issue. He just does so much. Um, very creative, you know. He's got the diorama there. That and then creating a life size T Bob. I mean, come on. And then you got the cosplay of of Matt. He's he's just so creative, and he just goes for it. You know and yeah to to be in germany and i i remember covering or he sent over some pictures and we covered uh one of his trips to a a comic con over there and he had that whole table of every mask that he's done he's done like i oh, want to say about a dozen of them yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. just to see all those laid out and you know what people's reaction might have been at that and uh he said he got some pretty crazy ones. People like, Oh, I remember this show, you know, that kind of a thing. And, um, that was really cool. I was happy. And I don't know Andreas, but, um, it looks like he's got some early stuff in, uh, he's on the, prototypes Facebook, some of the fa- he's on the Facebook
2: groups. Yeah. He's got some of the, um, he's a big fan of the, of the test shots and the prototypes mm-hmm. and, uh, the character wow. model sheets and I know he's invested uh, a lot of money in some of those things. Cause obviously they are pretty close yeah. to one of
1: a kind. Okay. No uh, so uh, those are
2: cool. I, you know, uh, there's, those... I
1: was just going to say that two. was just something I had not seen the, the figure uh, at least the figure cases uh, to the right where they have, uh, I guess several different prototypes up there. I had seen the, the color sheets before. Yeah. Obviously he's got some graded um figures on the card. But um that's really cool. I'm I'm very envious <laughs> right. uh compared to what I have. But um I take my stuff out of the box and play with it though. So <laughs> I, I but I understand. I totally understand where he's coming from and, and having those on hand that might be, you know, the originals or just the prototypes where they were. Oh, let's do. Let's use this color scheme for this person. I mean, that's really cool. That is really cool. That goes yeah. right back to the, you know, the original creative process. Right. So, uh, very cool. Yeah. Obviously, you know, Eric, you kind of hinted that we're selfish and we'd love to see, love to see our, uh, uh, you know, logos and such in the book. And uh, maybe we will. Maybe we won't. But um, I guess the the thing that I took away. From that, and from a little bit of reading ahead uh to uh some of the uh issues upcoming from like previews world, where it gives the plots mm-hmm. i'm I'm a little bit worried we're only gonna get five issues um and maybe they don't maybe they have a plan beyond that uh maybe this is just like a five issue story arc that they do in uh an ongoing series where they'll complete that and move on to the next thing uh instead of going like issue to issue but um it kind of worries me a little bit that uh, I think we'll be okay we're back but we might <laughs> only get 5 but um i don't know uh, obviously i'm ecstatic that we've that we've got these in our hands but right um that's the only <laughs> that was my final thought on uh on just from this series and seeing part 1 of 5 and I think it's in uh, the issue four plot that talks about the final showdown or something final battle uh, between mask and venom. And I was like, mm, I don't want it to be the final. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I guess we'll, we'll find out in the next few months as they are released. I did want to mention, did you guys, have you guys seen in the cover um, of the mask annual, that they announced uh, that IDW is doing. it's, And I don't think it's uh, the same team. I think it's a different team that they got that's going to do this look. Um, I, I know you've posted and up a few of
2: the covers.
1: I'm going to try to pull it up real quick here on, uh, on Previews World because it sounded like it's going to be uh, several different stories in this annual. And I don't know if... It, they mentioned about having a uh, an origin story for Dagger. So I don't know if that's the point where maybe they're going to bring him into this series or if it's just going to be kind of a one-off thing, more of a classic look compared to this newer look. I thought that was cool. They're They're also going to do... What they call a reimagining of the original television pilot, "The Deathstone," for <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. the yeah. new comic book age. So I thought that was cool that they might, you know, use the original episode in, in details and maybe perhaps use these new characters. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for that. I think that's going to be really neat. I yeah. think it's going to be a fun um, book. I don't know
2: how much it's going to tie in.
1: Yeah, and that's my my take since they're doing several different things there uh, with the the pilot, you know, reimagining the pilot episode dagger. Right. And then it says uh, G.I. Joe teams are put to the ultimate test as they join forces in a desperate world spanning quest to keep Venom from harnessing the power of a stolen meteorite. Which is the Death Stones. I, I story. Just, hey, maybe that is the Death Stone that they're talking about. So right. um, interesting. And it is it is a different team. It's uh David Rodriguez is writing and then you've got uh doing the Andrew art. Andrew Griffith,
2: who who did um one of the variant covers, Andrew Griffith. Hmm. Um, he does the um the the patriotic looking cover right,
1: that also right. had the black and white version of it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. but I was, you know, again, covers are deceiving uh, to us newbies. Yeah. But this annual cover, it almost looked more live action or 3D or I don't know what the proper term is. Um, and with uh the more classic vehicles on the front there, but just looking at Rax and uh, Mayhem and Vanessa. Uh, it, you know, it looked like it could be a live action movie, uh, shots. You know what I mean? Right. Where they did the cover. So
2: I'm excited for that. If the story isn't supposed to tie into the main mask book, he, um, David Rodriguez, the writer may have been given more freedom and it might be a fun story, but may not be something that kind of impacts the, the comic book world of mask as yeah. it's going. Um, I don't. My final thought, I guess, I think we're wrapping this up though, was just how much I love the coming cover for issue two, uh, the Tommy okay. Lee Edwards cover. It's Matt stepping into uh, Thunderhawk, but it's to me, I, I assumed it was supposed to be uh, a little bit of a tongue-in-cheek on the Back to the Future pose of Marty stepping into the DeLorean. Yeah, he's got that one he's foot bottom. in it.
1: Yeah, that's that's pretty Yeah, I don't,
2: I don't know if that was intentional or not. And then in the background, we've got headshots of the agents and the energizing chandelier, right? Did we ever have a name for that? I don't think You just
3: did. You I just did it, it. right? Yeah. The
2: chandelier of power. Um, <laughs> juicing up all of the masks. So, I don't know. It's just a great – it's a great cover. I actually – I'm not, I actually think I might like it more than I like the issue one cover that he did. I, I don't know his, I love his art for mask. It's just so perfect. So that's my final thought.
0: <laughs> Bill, what's your final thought?
3: Well, I hope to see the chandelier of power. Uh, t-shirt <laughs> soon. Um, No, I, as you were saying, like I, I kind of thought the same thing that on that actually, um, it kind of reminded me of Marty getting into the DeLorean. But final thought wise for me, um, I for this comic and just kind of moving forward, uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to see more than five. Um, I'll just called a hunch, but uh, I, I really do hope to see some really, really like in-depth character development. Obviously, stories have character development, and but I, I like to see some maybe detailed origins of what we're you know the characters we're getting so far. Uh, maybe maybe have at least one or two other characters be introduced throughout the story. Um, you know, maybe it's uh you know they're they're you know they're they're building this this smaller team together, but they know this they know this guy who's uh. You know really good at doing this or you know, something like that and that's how they kind of you know kind of get them on the team so um that's my hope um to see in the in the future um so i don't want to go with that i want to leave it there
2: i like that cool why all right why
0: well I'd, I'd like to be as optimistic as bill and hope that this goes for further than five uh I think it has a fair shot at at being a very good comic and then reaching out further than than five. Uh, I would like to see how they how the all of these other, I guess, headquarters locations tie in. Uh, if it is going to be one one lone true Boulder hill or at least HQ something. I I I'm I'm really eager to see what happens next really that that's what I to sum it up that's what I'm I'm looking forward to and and the little tidbits like they're doing with uh interview with Doug and the fans I, I'd like to see what they're going to do with this uh, I'm eager to see it Jason
1: well, you pretty much got my final thoughts but okay uh, yeah I'm I'm excited I'm excited to get to the next issue and one beyond that and I'm sure we'll uh we'll probably meet up at some point. I don't know if we're going to do a if we'll do a podcast after each one or uh maybe we'll double up on a couple or something uh with the holidays coming up and I think number 2 is slated for mid December at this point but you know once a month is uh, yeah, yeah I I mean that's that's fine by me. Um I'm just uh, I'm eager to get the second issue before uh before Christmas. So, um, you know, hopefully we'll get uh number three in January, number four in February. I think that's when the annual book is going to come out too in February. And then, uh, we'll see what goes on, uh, beyond that. But, um, yeah, we'll be, uh, I'll be eagerly awaiting it. Like, just like Wyatt, and we'll be posting, uh, covers as they show up on these sites and, uh, other art that Brandon and, and Tony and Tommy have been passing along. So uh, what I, I guess what I wanted to end on was I, I'm eager to hear some of our other fellow uh, mask fans and, and some of their opinions as well. And uh, I put a little charge when I, uh, I think I I did a, uh, a post uh, when the book, the number one came out to uh, people leave their reviews and such and um, wanted to try to incorporate a few more opinions uh, as we chat. So uh, if people will go out and, and, and leave a review on our site, one of our sites and maybe we can bring those to the table and cause there, I mean, I I did have some nitpicks just like uh, probably you guys did throughout. One was, uh, the back wheel of Condor didn't go up. Come on. It goes up. Uh, <laughs> but I, again, I could nitpick it to death if I really wanted to. Um, and I was just set on, you know, the 1985 series, but uh, you know, I, I like hearing uh, other people's opinions and where they're coming from. I've got, uh, so, uh, I've got, make those notes. I've got another opinion. Um, Someone
2: commented on my site. Uh, John, mm-hmm. a guy named John, left a comment up there, and uh, I think he had some good points. So, if anyone wants to go reply to him over there, uh, I'm sure he okay. would love to get in a little debate on it. I'm, I'm going to be leaving him a little reply. He, he raises a couple of really good po- points. He's only got he short little thing, but he, he mentions a couple of points that I
1: think are worth you know acknowledging. So, yeah. Cool. Well, then uh, I'll leave you guys with that. Looks like here's the plot for number two. Mask versus Venom for the first time. After being lured into a trap, Matt Tracker and the Mask team must survive in order to stop Mayhem from leaking their secret technology to terrorist cells around the world. Hmm. Matt and Gloria Baker go undercover to infiltrate a black market weapons ring. But what they discover... Will change Matt's life forever. So that's a that's a good little teaser to go into uh, the next comic. And, you think uh, it'll be Scott? Like a lot more backstory. No. You know. <laughs> Matt, why does your car talk? No.
4: Uh. <laughs>
1: Don't do it. <laughs> nice. Wyatt, send us home, please. Quick. Yes. <laughs> well, oh, I, I will say uh, thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. I know it's late, but we appreciate it.
2: My pleasure. Uh, you know, I'm glad, Billy, you were able to get your <laughs> systems working so you could get back in with us.
3: Oh, no problem.
0: All On that note, I want to thank you all, all of our agents, all of our fans for joining us on this edition of Cast we have our favorite list of characters i mean agents joining us uh final shout out to eric tukey of boulderhill.net thank you and bill ferries of matt tracker.com my pleasure and on behalf of jason i am wyatt and thanks for listening and watching us on masscast chat